You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 31st, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Coming at you today on a Wednesday, a historic Wednesday, but before we get into all things about that game Tuesday night against the Houston Rockets, I want to remind everyone that you have not done so already. Get yourself ready for this Sunday's Super Bowl by listening to the number one sources that I can think of to get the best information on the Patriots and the Eagles. And of course, that's Locked On Patriots and Locked On Eagles. Just like Locked On Magic is a daily podcast covering the Orlando Magic, getting in all the nitty-gritty details every single day, Locked On Patriots and Locked On Eagles cover their teams with the same kind of daily detail that you would see here. In fact, they've joined forces for part of this week to talk about their teams and preview the game. So I can't think of a better way to get ready for the Super Bowl than to listen to Locked On Eagles and Locked On Patriots. Just go to iTunes and search for Locked On Patriots or Locked On Eagles. And really, you can do so for any team in the NFL or NBA. Check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. And be, uh, and be up to date with whatever team you're looking to learn more about. Whether it's the Magic, whether it's the Rockets. I know Ben DeBose does a great job covering the Rockets. And I'm sure you're going to want to listen to what Ben has to say about his team after Tuesday's game. So be sure to check out Locked On Rockets as well. But let's dive right into it, of course. The Orlando Magic taking on the Houston Rockets over at the Toyota Center. And uh, no burying the lead here. James Harden is really good, guys. James Harden is is really, really good. 60 points, 19 for 30 shooting, 5 for 14 from beyond the arc, 17 for 18 from the foul line, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, and 5 turnovers. Most points ever scored in a triple-double in NBA history, breaking the previous mark set by Russell Westbrook last year against the Orlando Magic. And at the end of the game, in a close game, a 107-107 game, it was James Harden scoring the six decisive points over not bad Magic defense. He had a step-back jumper to put the Rockets up by two and then hit a four-point play as Mario Azonio just challenged a little too hard on a three-pointer, nailing the three-pointer and drawing the foul to, to set the record, to set the franchise record with 60 points in the game. No getting around it. James Harden was superb in Tuesday's game. 60 points says it all. Although his plus 7, plus minus says something too. But 60 of 114 points scored, 19 of 39 field goals made, uh, 5 of the 13 free uh, three-pointers, 17 of the 23 James Harden almost beat the Orlando Magic by himself. And he had to. The Rockets needed every single one of those points because it was tied at 107 and this was a close game throughout. There were moments where it felt like Houston was getting ready to put the hammer down, getting ready to to expand their lead and, and, and take over the game. Yet, Orlando seemed to have an answer at every turn. Orlando seemed to be able to, to find the big shot that they needed to get back into the game, to stay in the game and give themselves a chance to win, or even to take the lead. This was a back-and-forth affair. And to say that against a team as good as Houston is, even though Houston was without Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, 
and after a uh, first quarter injury, Eric Gordon. That's a good, uh, honestly, I take that as a good sign for the Magic. Orlando had plenty of fight, even without Aaron Gordon in the lineup, had plenty of fight and plenty of opportunity to win the game. Of course, the Magic were unable to pull it out. James Harden made the plays down the stretch. The Magic did not. A turnover from Jonathan Simmons, a poor shot by Mario Azonia. Those kinds of things hurt the Magic in the end, and poor late-game execution cost the Magic a chance to win. But you want games decided based on those plays. You want games decided based on, you know, plays you make down the stretch. You don't want it decided because we did show up with the right effort or the right mindset. Orlando had that in this game. Yes, James Harden scored 60 points, but that seemed to be largely the game plan. Orlando did a good job sticking to the shooters, forcing the Rockets off the three-point line. They were 13 to 35, so they didn't take 53 pointers. It's a good sign. 13 to 35 from beyond the arc, 8 of 20, 21 outside of Harden. Rockets were just 20 of 47 outside of James Harden as well. So Harden got into the lane. Orlando was unable to really do much defensively. They switched pick and rolls on him. And he just took whoever was guarding him to the basket, whether it was Alfred Payton, whether it was Mario Zonia, whether it was Evan Fournier, whoever it was, got beat. But the Magic didn't let anyone else beat them. Not Clint Capella, who had some moments. Not Nene, who was great against them the previous time out. Not Gerald Green, who was only 4 for 11, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. Orlando stayed in the game because their game plan was very, very good. And they executed it very, very well. Offensively, Orlando got some great efforts from some unsuspecting places because Evan Fournier had a poor game. 12 points, 4 for 12 shooting. Maurice Spates had a big game, finally making some shots after being kind of up and down for a long time. He earned the minutes that he got at the end of the game. DJ Augustin was solid with 13 points on 4 for 10 shooting. Shelvin Mack continues his strong run of play, 15 points, made all five of his shots, added six rebounds and four assists. Mario Azonia was fantastic, starting in Aaron Gordon's place. Aaron uh, uh, strained his hip flexor uh, in, uh, in Saturday's loss to the Pacers, missed the game, and Mario Azonia stepped in and played extremely well, 17 points, 7 for 12, shooting 3 for 5, shrugging off early foul trouble to have a strong second half that kept the Magic in the game. Gave themselves a chance to win again. Jonathan Simmons, 15 points, 7 for 13, shooting 3 assists as well. Orlando got a lot of solid games from a lot of players that they needed solid games from, from unsuspecting places. And that's how you nearly score an upset. You execute your game plan well. You make timely shots. You get contributions from unsuspecting places. That's how you score victory. That's how you score upset victories on the road like this. And Orlando put themselves in the position to win. And that's all you can ask for at the end. Put yourself in a position to win. Make it about your late game execution, your ability to make or miss shots. That's truly what Orlando did. And that's something they haven't always done this year. And yet, this stretch, they are doing it more and more. Now, you do have to take that next step and win at some point. But Orlando is nothing to be ashamed of. 
even giving up a record-breaking performance. Of course, as I said the last time I talked about moral victories, now you have to turn it into something. Now you have to learn and grow from it. Unfortunately for the Magic, they get an opportunity to do that Wednesday night against the Lakers. Let's run through the final stats real fast. Orlando shoots 42 for 83, 50.6% from the floor, 15 for 31 from beyond the arc, a great three-point shooting game for the Magic. Only 8 of 10 from the foul line, a free-throw discrepancy that uh, Coach Frank Vogel uh, was not going to comment too much about. As I said, your leading scorer, Mario Azonia, 17 points, 7 for 12, shooting 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Maurice Spates, 17 points, 6 for 11, shooting 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. Five rebounds for Spates as he played a fantastic game all around. Just that, that, that's a Maurice Spates game. That's the kind of game you want for Maurice Spates. Took a charge, um, you know, took some charges, played really played some smart defense, uh, you know, not great defense, but had his moments, made three-pointers when he was left open. Nothing more you can ask for from him. Jonathan Simmons, 15 points. 7 for 13 shooting, 3 assists. Shelvin Mack continues his strong run of play. 15 points, made all 5 of his shots, including both of his 3-pointers. 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Just, uh, I mean, Shelvin Mack, you just say this, he's a professional. Just very, very solid play all around from Shelvin Mack. Just, just, he, he, he's just a calming influence out there on the court, and that's a thing that the Magic need. DJ Augustin, 13 points, 4 for 10, shooting 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 4 assists for him. Did a good job, I thought, managing the game. Uh, overall, very strong game from DJ Augustin. Uh, needed to make some shots. He, he missed a couple shots in the fourth quarter uh, when things started to slow down. So, um, fr- frustrating on some end for that, but overall, great game from him. Uh, both Augustin and Mack finished the game for the Magic as Alfred Payton really struggled. 4 points. Two for six shooting, two assists for him. Uh, not foul trouble. Not not foul trouble for Alfred Payton. He was just not very effective. He struggled defensively early on against James Harden. Harden really got into his rhythm going up against Alfred Payton. Payton unable to keep him out of the paint. Unable really to provide much of any resistance. And then Harden kind of had things going. Sat only sat out only one minute, and so he was just in a constant rhythm. Orlando really couldn't do anything with him, and. Most of Harden's shots were coming in the paint. Most of Harden's shots were on drives at the free throw line. He wasn't taking a ton of three-pointers effectively. Wasn't getting that step-back game going really until the fourth quarter. So Orlando was not able to get him out of the paint, and Alfred Payton was a big reason why, and so didn't play a lot in this game. Evan Fournier, as I said, 12 points, 4 for 12 shooting, 2 for 6 from beyond the arc, 5 assists. Did a good job distributing. I thought was good and aggressive attacking off the dribble and attacking rotating defenses, especially early on, was much more effective, but he tailed off. And as I've kind of said um, several times with this team, uh, considering all the injuries that they have, they need Aaron Gordon and Evan Forney to play really well to have any chance at winning most of these games. And Aaron Gordon was obviously out. Evan Fournier not having an efficient game and the Magic still having a chance to win is a very, very good sign. A lot of guys really stepped up in this game to give Orlando a chance to win. They just were unable to execute down the stretch, and that's where you need Evan Fournier to step up. That's where you need uh, your players to step up and make plays, and, and, and consistently the Magic just didn't have anyone to make plays. Houston did. They shoot 39 for 77, 50.6% from the floor, but 19 of 30 for James Harden. 5 for 14 from beyond the arc, 17 of 18 from the foul line, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, 
60 points, franchise re- Rockets franchise record for a single game from him. The most points ever scored in a triple-double in NBA history. Second time that's happened to the Magic in two years now. Russell Westbrook scored 58 last year in an overtime Oklahoma City win. Just a, Magic just had no answer for Harden. They couldn't keep him out of the paint. Harden ended up playing 46-26, so only sat out about a minute and a half in this game. Um, just, just frustrating to that end that the Magic were unable to keep Harden out of the paint, unable to really slow him down in any sense of the word. Um, but despite all that, Orlando was never really out of it. It looked like the Rockets were going to pull away on a few occasions, and Orlando made plays to stay in it. The Rockets could not get kind of the support, kind of the help that they needed to really pull away. And and I think Houston is probably going to sit there and say, our defense should have been better. Um, You know, we shouldn't have let a team like Orlando hang around the way that they did. But James Harden is that good. James Harden is a front runner for MVP for a reason and earned it with this kind of performance. Other key performers, Clint Capella, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Gerald Green, 11 points on 4-for-11 shooting. Ryan Anderson, 10 points, 3-for-5 shooting. So just not a lot coming out from the Rockets besides the 60 points from James Harden. I, you know, Honestly, I would say Orlando had a really good game plan. They executed their game plan really, really well. They gave themselves a chance to win, but James Harden made the plays down the stretch to win the basketball game. And at some point, the match got to get over the hump and win these kinds of games. Didn't happen on this night. They'll have another shot Wednesday against the Lakers when the Magic head to space for Magic in space. space. <laughs> All right, let's 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 leave the Magic in space to another day. But you know, Magic Lakers big game. Obviously, uh, you know, Lakers come to town once a year. We won't. I don't think we'll get to see Lonzo Ball in this game, um, which will disappoint some, I'm sure. But. Uh, should be an interesting game. Both the Lakers and Magic, kind of two very similar young teams struggling their way through this through the year. Uh, but the Lakers playing a little bit better of late. The Magic playing a little bit better of late. Could be a good opportunity to, to, to find a bargain or to find, find that one fantasy guy to help you win your draft. And so let me, t- let me tell you, Magic Lakers among the big slate of Wednesday games every week this week, and it's a perfect time to play draft. If you haven't heard about Draft yet, and if you listen to the show, you probably have, but if you haven't yet, Draft is my new favorite fantasy basketball game. It's daily fantasy, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people just like in your season-long league. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set your lineup and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. Literally, right now. Go there. And the best part? Play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, no complicated formulas, no worrying, oh, everyone's going to pick LeBron, let me pick someone else. No. Only one player in your league gets LeBron. You play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, but it lasts just a day. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only. All new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOMAGIC. That's right. Play a real money game. 
for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on draft. And I will see you in the draft rooms on Wednesday. The coach, coach Frank Vogel after the game sang a, a very familiar tune. He expressed sort of his disappointment again. Disappointment's not been an unfamiliar feeling for the Magic throughout this season. After starting 8-4, and four, of course, the Magic have fallen off a cliff and have found themselves with the worst record in the league. I think if you if if you even if you ask yourself deep in your heart of hearts, you don't think this is the worst team in the league. But the Magic have had to kind of reestablish their baseline after falling so hard and struggling so much. And so coming out of Tuesday's loss to the Rockets, Frank Vogel certainly expressed his disappointment. And it's not so much disappointment in the way his team played. A common refrain has been how proud and how happy Frank Vogel has been with his team's play of late. No, the disappointment is that the team is not getting the reward for their renewed effort and energy. The team is not experiencing the benefit of the work and effort they're putting in. There is something to this. There is something to this. In the last eight games, the Magic are a mere two and six, but they haven't lost a game by more than 10 points. They've beaten the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Boston Celtics. They've given themselves a chance to win every single game, including nearly toppling Cleveland in a come-from-behind victory, including holding a 20-point lead over the Indiana Pacers. These are games the Magic will have to win. This is not to say that disappointment is not warranted, that this team shouldn't be doing better. They should be doing better. But for a team that's had issues with bringing the right energy to games, executing a game plan, staying kind of in that moment and giving themselves opportunities to win. The Magic all of a sudden are giving themselves that opportunity to win. The Magic all of a sudden have become a team that is is a tough out. They're not a rollover team anymore. And that was certainly the case for parts of this season. You don't get to 14 and 35 without that. And you certainly get to 14 and 35 if you count these as moral victories. But at a very baseline level now, you can enter a Magic game knowing the team's going to compete knowing the team's going to have a chance to win. Whether they're able to execute down the stretch and win is another issue. According to NBA.com, 
the Magic are 7-17 and 17 in games where they're ahead or behind by five points in the final five minutes. This is a bad team. They're losing close games. And as we saw against Indiana, as we saw against Houston, and as we've seen plenty of times throughout the season, the Magic struggle late in games. They struggle to execute at winning time. But in their last eight games, the Magic are not playing as though they are the worst team in the league. The Magic are playing like a team that's slightly below 500, to be honest. They've got a minus 1.8 net rating over their last eight games. That's 19th in the league. They've got a 109.2 offensive rating, which is a top 10 defense over the last eight games. And yeah, the defense remains a problem, giving up 111 points per 100 possessions. But again, the Magic have had a chance to win every single one of these games. The Magic have put themselves in a place where they're competing and giving themselves the opportunity to win basketball games. It's a start. It's not a finish. And the Magic have to find a way to take themselves to that next level, to win some of these games. That, that's been the part that's eluded the Magic this, this season and throughout this stretch. Orlando knows that they can win these games. They have the ability to compete and play with these tough teams. Now they just have to do it. And that's, of course, easier said than done because if the Magic could do it and could win these games, they wouldn't have the worst record in the league. For now, we're going to count just being competitive again as a positive sign for this group. They found some of their footing and they they have a chance to win again. Every night, they can expect to play a close game. Every night now. Teams know that the Magic are going to be a tough team to face. Again, it's not a finish, but it's a start. A very basic start. A start that shouldn't have to be pointed out. But one that we kind of have to. To note that the Magic are playing really well in the last eight games. But now comes the need to win. Now comes turning this strong run of play into some tangible results, into some lessons that they can learn from, into something they can build off of. That's always been the part that's eluded the magic. And every time it feels like they're about to turn that corner, they don't, like they did last week against Sacramento. Wednesday against the Lakers is a golden opportunity, pun intended. It is a golden opportunity to turn this strong play into something tangible. Schedule's never easy. 
Washington on Saturday, Miami on Monday, Cleveland on Tuesday. Then they play Atlanta on Thursday on trade deadline day. It's never easy. But opportunity has presented itself again to the Magic. They've created that opportunity for themselves. And now they have to take advantage of it as well. That part has never been easy for the Magic. And that's where they stand now. Applauding effort, applauding playing with the right energy, applauding competitive spirit and energy and competitiveness. Now it's time to take that next step too. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. You can, uh, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com or follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Once again, the final score... The Houston Rockets 114, the Orlando Magic 107. The Orlando Magic back in action Wednesday at the Amway Center. They'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers as the Magic wear their City Edition jerseys for the first time, and we'll get to experience magic in space, space, space. Because in space, no one can hear you scream, apparently. But that's going to do it for me. We'll have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>